What's up, everybody? It's Peyton Aldridge with the Halftime Show. Uh, basically, we're a new podcast. Going to be airing every Wednesday at 3 Eastern, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, you can find us on 12 Ounce Sports Radio. Um, we'll also post on our Twitter. That Twitter is halftime underscore show 18. Halftime underscore show 18. Uh, We'll be doing a few giveaways. Uh, we have a giveaway lined up we were going to announce today. Um, we're going to push it back just another day. Uh, we're going to announce it on our Twitter. Um, hadn't quite got enough. The system we used to randomly pick has to have at least 20 names, and I don't think we're quite there. Um, so just give us another day. I'll post a little something tomorrow on Twitter uh, and uh, just to kind of drop it. Might even post something later today. Uh, so just bear with us. Uh, basically, though, on the halftime show, going to be talking about every everything sports. Um, I am a contributor for CFB Hourglass. Check them out. It's run by Jake Wimberly. Um, basically, it's an analytics website. Uh, we kind of look at the numbers. We're numbers people. Uh, we kind of look at the numbers of everything college football. Um, the CFB Hourglass. dot com. So I mean, we just kind of go. We've been doing team previews lately, um, a lot of team previews up, check it out. We we look at, and it's a variety of things, so we throw into the numbers, and, and it's, it's it's our number system. Um, but for those betting people, uh, I think we hit a, I can't remember the exact number, I want to say like 80, 85% a hit rate last year on picking games. That's not, that's not usual, That's that's a, that's a high number. So, so you know, if you're into betting, uh, especially college football, I would definitely check us out. We'll we'll, we'll be there to help. This we're we're geared around that, you know, looking at the spread, uh, kind of hitting what we're what we think. Uh, but also check out our team previews. Like I said, we're dropping team previews. Uh, I'll be dropping my way too early mock draft for next year. Uh, I've been working on that. Pretty interesting. What I feel like, and again, like the name says, it is way too early. Uh, so it is subject to be wrong. I'm not perfect. I'm probably nowhere close, <laughs> but uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to read. Everything's you know, anything sports related is fun to read. So check that out. Uh, but yeah, we'll be talking about you know football, basketball, hockey, soccer, tennis, MMA, motocross, NASCAR. Uh, if it, if you consider it a sport, we're gonna talk about it. Uh, we'll change it up a little bit every week. This week we're gonna kind of center around NBA Finals. Of course, they're coming up. Uh, just just both Game Sevens just finished up. Great Game Sevens. We'll talk about that today. Uh, NASCAR NASCAR just ran at Charlotte uh, All Star Race was a week ago. So two of the bigger races of the year. Got plenty to talk about there. Pro Motocross uh, season started two weeks ago. Uh, two races in, so we got some to talk about there. And we'll talk a little bit about college football. We're still, I think, 94, if I'm not mistaken, days out. So got a little bit of their college baseball. Uh, Field of 64 just released a couple days ago. Uh, Good-looking group. We'll talk about that. So, guys, let's get started. So first thing first thing I obviously want to talk about is going to be the NBA Finals. Um, some good games. Uh, this these Eastern Conference and Western Conference. Uh, it's the four that I picked. I mean, I thought it was going to be the Celtics, Cavs. thought it was going to be Warriors, Rockets. Um, 
I thought the Celtics were going to come out on top over the Cavaliers. And in the first two games, that's what everyone else thought. I mean, it was just no contest. But LeBron James, um, LeBron's LeBron. Uh, I've been in arguments all week with people. I think he's one of the greatest of all time. I think he is the greatest. I'm, I'm a Jordan fan. I, mean, I like Jordan. I grew. I wanted to be 23. I mean, I'm I'm young, but playing you know little league basketball, church league basketball. I wanted to be 23. It wasn't because LeBron. He, LeBron wasn't really anything. Um, it's because MJ. My dad. My dad was 23 because of MJ. My brother. Everyone. Uh, so so I mean I'll say MJ was my idol initially, uh, and then but just watching LeBron though I mean MJ I would say was the greatest the purest shooter in NBA history, and was a lockdown defender. I would say those two things he has LeBron beat, but it's not by much. That's the thing. LeBron is a great shooter, and when LeBron wants to play defense, there's really nothing you can you're not gonna get by him. He struggles a little bit. But the thing with the thing that people forget with with LeBron playing defense, defense, and this always kind of bugs me. LeBron's position, I guess you would say. Well, I mean, I'm not going to narrow his position down. I mean, for his size, that's a power forward, really. LeBron will be guarding the center, one possession, seven foot tall center. Next position, next possession be guarding a six foot two fast as lightning point guard. He guards all five positions on the court. He plays all five positions on the court. So of course he's not gonna be a lockdown defender. Michael Jordan guarded shooting guards. That's who Michael Jordan had to defend. Shooting guards. Now and and a thing with a shooting guard is their main thing is to shoot. Shooting guard. They don't drive the now. Today's style of basketball, it's a little different than when Michael Jordan played. When Michael Jordan played, a shooting guard came off a pick, hit, took the ball and shot it from the three-point line inside the three, from the post. I mean, um, not the post from the corner. I mean, he. It wasn't. Today you do have shooting guards that they can do a little bit of everything, you know, for the most part. But but MJ didn't. It wasn't as tough on MJ as far as defense. Now, he was a lockdown defender. I would say better than LeBron. I mean, that's no doubt, no doubt. But LeBron is just the all-around best basketball player to ever step on the court and and will, and to me, probably will ever step on the court. You can't say that for sure. You don't know what the future holds. But, I mean, he's just he's so pure. Um, he He can do everything. And he can't only do everything good. He can do everything great. That block against Rozier, that was, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. There's probably 10 guys in the league that can do that. His, his ability to make crazy passes, there's probably one or two guys in the league that can do that. And the one thing that I say, I say LeBron before before this one subject that I'm about to mention. Before this subject alone, I say LeBron is just barely above MJ. But LeBron's basketball IQ is on four different planets than anybody in the NBA, and above anybody who has ever played in the NBA. His basketball IQ is amazing. 
His photographic memory is amazing. Um, and I don't have enough time to talk about the whole photographic memory thing on the show today. It's a 30-minute show. But do some research on LeBron James' photographic memory. Read some stories. Watch some videos. People Listening to people talk about his memory, it is crazy. He knows what the defense is going to run. He knows where the defense is supposed to be. If he's watched game film, if he's watched game film, which you know he has, he's a professional basketball player. He knows. He he remembers everything. It is crazy, and and that's what puts him a step above anybody that's ever played in the NBA, and and probably will ever play. Um, it's just it's just crazy. It's just athletically out of this world, mentally out of this world. Um, off the court, the dude has it together, has never had a problem, is married to his high school sweetheart. Um, as, as much as we see, you know, perfect family man, perfect father. Well, you know, I'm not going to say perfect. Great father, great family man. Um, from what we see, you know, no one knows what goes on behind behind closed curtains. But, but on pay, you know, what we see and what we hear um, is he's a great guy. And, and I just, you know, LeBron's the goat to me. And people can argue all day, and you know I'll argue too. And and don't get me wrong, I like Michael Jordan, but just I just don't think you can beat him. Uh, but away from that, uh, the Cavs the Cavs did beat the Celtics. Awesome game seven. And I mean, sure, the Celtics you could say they were missing two of their best players in uh, Irving and Hayward. But LeBron, who does LeBron have on his team? To me. This Cavaliers team that he has brought to the finals is is and 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 now I want to say this lightly because they are professional basketball players and they're good they're good players there's there's not a professional basketball player out there that I could come close to beating <laughs> I, mean, I mean they're all good okay so don't get me wrong but this is the worst team he has brought to the finals or this is the worst honestly to me the worst team he has ever been a part of. I mean, they fell apart at the trade deadline. Absolutely fell apart at the trade deadline. So, it's just magical what he's done. And and now this Warriors team, let's go to the Warriors, beat the Rockets game seven, uh, was down 3-2. Chris Paul hurt game six, game seven. That hurt the Rockets. I think with Chris Paul, and, and you never know, but I think they might have won. I think it, you'd be looking at the Rockets' Cavs. Uh, but he got hurt, and that's just just how it goes sometimes. And and uh, game seven, Stephon Curry scored 27 points, nine rebounds, ten assists. Uh, Harden 32 points, six rebounds, six assists. Uh, now, <laughs> something that you know is going to get talked about: the Rockets missed 27 consecutive three pointers. 27. That's unheard of. That is crazy. I think I saw there were seven. For 45, I believe, from the three-point line. Stephon Curry hit seven three-pointers himself. Um, so that that killed him. That killed him. And, and I think Chris Paul not not playing had a lot to do with it. But but you can't blame it all on that. Um, I mean that's that's just that'd be stupid to blame it all on that. Uh, so so. Cavs Warriors, NBA Finals. Uh, that first game is Sunday. <clears throat> excuse me, excuse, 
excuse me, first game is Thursday, this Thursday, so two days away. Seven eight o'clock central, nine o'clock eastern. It is at the Warriors. Um, game one. It's gonna be fun. Uh, I I think. I mean, this Warriors team is 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 crazy good. Um, I mean, this this overall is the best team I think ever in in, in the NBA. You know. <clears throat> So, this is hard. I'm going to say Warriors Warriors in six. I'd like to say, you know, Warriors in seven. I mean, I'd like to say the Cavs. I like the, I like LeBron. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm a Cavs fan, but, I, I, you know, I'm one of the – you can go ahead and, and bash me if you want. I'm a LeBron fan. Uh, I've pulled for him first time with the Cavs, with the Heat. I've pulled for him this time with the Cavs. If he goes to – if he goes to the Charlotte Bobcats, I'll pull for him there. I, I don't. I, I like the kid. I like the guy. I mean, he he's he's good. Um, but I say Warriors in six. Uh, it's gonna be fun though. It, 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 either way, it's gonna be a good series, good game. It's gonna be awesome to see LeBron do his thing. Kevin Durant, Stephon Curry. Uh, you know, will Kevin Love show up? Maybe someone will show up for the Cavs and 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 you know be that plug piece that they need. Uh, that LeBron really needs. So, it's going to be fun. First game is May 31st, Thursday at 8 o'clock Central, 9 o'clock Eastern. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it next week on the show, of course. Uh, so, let's, let's get away from NBA. We've spent half our show on NBA. Let's hop over. Uh, we're going to hop, hop over to NASCAR, talk a little bit about NASCAR. This past week, they raced at Charlotte, Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh <laughs> Dominant performance. <laughs> Not a whole lot to say about this. Kyle Busch led 377 of the 400 laps. Only time he didn't lead was during a green flag cycle of pit stops. Uh, just, you know, cycling through. It's the only time he didn't lead. He dominated from start to finish. Uh, no one was ever close to him except for, you know, green flag starts. Um, and he would jump out and go. I don't even think anybody ever got beside him after turn one. Uh, early on, it looked like Eric Jones had a good car. Um, Kyle Larson had a real good car. Spun out. He was ri- riding the wall. And, and, and all year, he's been having a problem with wheel hop. I don't know what it is if it's the Chevrolets. I don't know what it is if it's the Chip Ganassi program or something they got to figure out. But he's been having a problem with wheel hop. And, and, and it happened again. It struck, scraped the wall. Did a good job saving it from further damage. He wound up finishing seventh. Um, early on, I thought he might have had the car to, to contend with Kyle Busch. The guy that I feel could have contended with Kyle Busch. Kevin Harvick had a flat tire way early on in the race. He came from the back. I think he was in fourth when his tire went down. Had a great, I mean, he was the fastest car. Uh, can't say for sure he'd have beat Kyle Busch, but he'd have definitely contended for Kyle, uh, to beat Kyle Busch. Um, one thing I want to talk about also, the all-star race. Uh, Kevin Harvick won it, but, but the package they used, they used restrictor plates at Charlotte, which, you know, restrictor plates are typically for um, super speedways, Talladega, Daytona. So that was a very interesting change, and and I liked it. And 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 listening to the drivers, it sounded like they liked it, but they didn't love it. They all said, "Oh, this is cool for the All Star race. Don't bring this over to a points race. This is cool for the All Star race." And it was fun. And of course, restrictor plates—they slow the cars down. That's what—that's what they're made to do. That's what they did. Uh, they stayed together. There was a lot of passing, little little drafting, pushing. It was fun. Uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, it, it was start to finish. I the, one of the best races of the year. Um, but but I could see, you know, as a driver, 
how you know that that I wouldn't love that. They and like I said, they liked it. I liked it, but I'm not gonna say I loved it either. Uh, it was fun. I don't know if they'll they'll try it anymore. One thing I do look forward to with Charlotte is the road course coming up in the playoffs. Um, I had totally forgot all about it until they brought it up during the middle of the race, and and that that's gonna be fun. Uh, look at the standings in NASCAR. Kyle Busch is up front, of course, uh, has four wins. Uh, surprisingly, though, four wins through this few races is not the most, and we know who has the most. That's Kevin Harvick sitting there third in points, has had five wins, has had those two DNFs, though, and I believe that's what, what has what's put him there. Um, looking on down, Joey Logano's in second, has a win. Uh, Martin Truex has a win. He's in fifth. Uh, Clint Boyer has a win there in eighth. And then um, moving on down a little bit, Austin Dillon has a win, and he's sitting in 19th. Uh, no one else has a win. It's been a pretty much dominant show between Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick. Uh, I wouldn't even say Martin Truex has been in it. It's just been a Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick show. Uh, you've seen flashes from, from Keselowski every now and then. Uh, for the most part, though, it's been, it's been those two, the four and the 18. And it's been fun. I mean, I'm not going to – I like – you know, I like – you know, multiple winners as much as anybody. I like seeing new guys win. Uh, I think Kyle Larson's picking it up. He's been close a few times, has had some bad luck. Uh, I think he'll squeak out a few wins over the next 10, 15 races. Uh, Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney's had the best car two or three tracks, and he's just at Bristol. He was the man to beat. Got raked out last, uh, I mean, uh, Sunday night. He had a good car. I don't say, I don't think he could have beat Kyle Busch, but he had a second or third place car. Uh, problems engine blue rough rough problem um he he reported early on in the race that, that it was going out and they told him just run it to a blue and he did and caught on fire pretty pretty big fire got out you know he said it wasn't too bad uh, but it, it was either way it was it was interesting uh, so chase elliott i think he'll probably grab his first win in the next 10 15 races he's been uh the chevrolets are slowly slowly figuring it out uh, they're not there yet, but they're they're working on it. So it'll be fun to watch. So, so to stay stay into some racing, let's hop hop over to pro motocross. I'm a pro motocross fan. I love I love motocross, supercross. Uh, you know, we saw Jason Anderson win the supercross championship. Marvin Muskan finished second. Eli Tomac finished third. Um, of course, like last year, Tomac won like sixty percent of the races. And the kid's just the kid's just fast. He's good anywhere, uh, but he did. He had I think two did not finishes, and then a real bad finish that messed him up there. Uh, has started this pro motocross season out perfect though. They've raced at Hangtown in Sacramento, California, and Glen Helen in San Bernardino, California. Uh, Eli Tomax, you know, in pro motocross they run two motos each race, and the com the combines the overall moto moto winner. He won both motos at Hangtown, both motos at Glen Glen Helen. Uh, this this last this moto two here at Glen Helen, he was I think ten seconds back. Uh, he was in third, caught up with Marvin Muskan, was still I think eight nine ten seconds back. Uh, those and then the last four laps, I mean, he just started knocking it off. It, it was it was honestly quite amazing. I mean, he was just coming, and two laps to go, no one really knew what happened. to Jason Anderson. Some people thought, uh, you know. Did his engine go out? I mean, he kind of he ran the rest of the wet rest of the race fine the last two laps, but Tomac just blew by him. I mean, just blew by him like he was sitting still. 
And so Tomac went on to win both motos. Of course, took the overall moto. Uh, in the point standings through two races, there is plenty more races left. But through two races, he does have the points lead. He's got a 14-point lead over Marvin Muskian. And... 27 point lead over Jason Anderson who is tied for with Justin Barsha for third so right now it's the Eli Tomek show um, like it was last year you know he's the reigning pro motocross championship he wear, he rides with that number one red plate so it's looking the same but you know never know motocross injuries you know you just never know um, Ryan Dungey's not in the field this year of course he went in the supercross field which which changes everything honestly changes everything uh, so, not a whole lot to talk about there, but one thing I do want to talk about before the end of the show is NCAA baseball. The field of 64 has been set. Um, pulling it up now just to kind of go over the tournament bracket with you. Number one overall seed did go to Florida. Uh, they won the SEC championship. Did not win the tournament championship. All Miss took home the tournament championship, uh, but... The tournament doesn't mean quite as much. Well, it doesn't mean at all as much as the overall championship. Florida was the winner of that. They also took the number one national seed. Number two overall seed was Stanford. Oregon State followed up with the number three overall seed. And Ole Miss grabbed the number four overall seed. So those are your top four seeds. Uh, five through eight, Arkansas, North Carolina, Florida State, and Georgia. So those, those are ones that will be the hosts. Basically... So you have six, you know, the sixteen host seeds. Um, the eight will host in the next round. So given they're the winners of their region, they'll host in the next round. Um, a couple of things I look at. Uh, just going through. Just looking here. Uh, Stetson. Stetson grabbed a regional number one seed. Um, they have. South Florida as the number two, Oklahoma State as the number three, and Hartford as the number four in their region. Uh, that's a good region. One region, uh, Arkansas grabbed a number one in their regional, but but I think the best team in that, Southern Miss. They got the number two seed. Um, if they would have had a better strength of schedule, Southern Miss that is, I think they probably would have had a number one seed. They're great. They, um, they swept Mississippi State. Uh, so look for Southern Miss in that one. Uh, going through Florida and their, and their regional, they have Jacksonville at the number two, Florida Atlantic at the three, and Columbia at the four. Uh, not a tough one for Florida. I think that's a pretty scarce region, so we look for Florida to advance out of that one. Uh, in the Oxford regional with Ole Miss, of course, grabbing the number one seed, number four overall, they have Tennessee Tech, Missouri State, and St. Louis. So looking at this, you think, oh, that's an easy region. But St. Louis for a four seed, that's a tough. St. Louis is a good team. And then Tennessee Tech as well. I mean, Missouri State too, but Ole Miss needs to be careful that first game. They slip up and lose to St. Louis, which is very possible. They're faced with either Tennessee Tech or Missouri State for an elimination. That's that's rough to be the number four overall seed. Um, so I think Ole Miss pulls out of that one, but I, it's going to be rough. Um, going on down... Tallahassee region, we'll close it out with that. Uh, Florida State, of course, got the number one seed. Mississippi State, number two seed. Three, Oklahoma, four, Sanford. Now, I am a Mississippi State fan. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to try to act like I'm, I'm not a fan. I am a fan. Um, but putting my Homer abilities aside, uh, Mississippi State's one of the toughest two seeds in the whole the whole region. They were 9-1 and one against the top five overall seeds. They swept 
number one overall Florida, and then Ole Miss they won three to one the number four overall seed. Um, so <laughs> Florida State is going to have their hands full. The Mississippi State will open up with Oklahoma, who hasn't been playing great of late. They have some big bats, but they're uh, their pitching's kind of struggling, much like Mississippi State, though. So that'll be a good matchup. Uh, if Mississippi State wins that that first game, though, uh, Florida State needs to look out. Um, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. Uh, whoever comes out of that Tallahassee regional will play against the Clemson regional. Uh, let's move up. And look at that Clemson regional real quick. Clemson number one seed, Vanderbilt number two, three St. John's, four Morehead State. Vanderbilt's a good team. Uh, I think Clemson will have a pretty smooth schedule there, so I look for Clemson to come come out of that one fairly well. Um, just kind of trying to pick two teams here that I think we'll see in the championship. It's tough to do. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick maybe my final four just real quick, just to kind of get it off my chest. Uh, I say Florida uh, is one of the last four. Oregon State, I'm going to go with another uh, as my bottom four. I'm going to go ahead and say Southern Mississippi. I think they squeak in there, Southern Miss, and, and get a four. And then I just feel, y'all are going to call me a homer, Mississippi State, I feel all their, I mean, they, they have turned it on lately. And in big games, they are good. The only thing you worry about is being away from home. They haven't done great on the road, and they've done awesome at home. I think they're going to beat Florida State and, and beat the Clemson Regional and squeak their way in. The problem with them is if their pitching is going to hold. If their pitching can hold, they're a Final Four team. They're, they're bottom four. If it doesn't hold, I'm going to go ahead and say... We're going to put Coastal Carolina, who's the number one seed in that Conway Regional. We're going to put them. They have a fairly, they got UConn as the two seed, Washington as the three, and LIU out of Brooklyn as the four. Pretty easy regional there. Um, so I think, I'm just going to say they're going to be the four, but Mississippi State down. I think Mississippi State's one of the eight to go to Omaha. Um, so either way, it's going to be fun. Uh, but that's going to do it for today's show was 30 minute show so we kind of squeeze everything in in 30 minutes next week uh, we'll talk about the nba finals games that have gone on uh, it'll be good there should be see game game one's thursday game two is sunday game three wednesday uh show does air before game three so we'll talk about games one and games two and kind of go over a game three preview based on what we've seen uh also nascar they'll be racing at the tricky triangle pocono uh, so we'll we'll obviously we'll obviously talk about the results from that. That's gonna be a fun one. I, I'm just gonna name a winner real quick. Uh, y'all don't have to hold me to it, or you can hold me to it. I'm gonna say Kevin Harvick grabs the win. Uh, I'll pick him against the field. It's probably kind of cheating. <laughs> but uh, Pro Motocross will be at Thunder Valley in Lakewood, Colorado. Uh, Colorado, that's Eli Tomac's hometown. Well, home state. Uh, I think he wins both motos again, and then go and comes with out with the overall. Uh, got the first rounds of regional this weekend. It's going to be fun. We just went over those. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, we got some hockey. Las Vegas, they took game one. Uh, not a huge hockey guy, but but I, I love watching it. I uh, don't know a whole lot about it. But y'all, check out 12-Ounce Sports Radio. 
A lot of good hockey shows on there. Uh, so be sure to check them out. Just want to give a few shout-outs before before I get off. Um, obviously, go follow me on Twitter. Uh, you can follow my main Twitter. That is Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N, underscore Aldridge. That's A-L-D-R-I-D-G-E. You can follow the, the show page. It's, like I said, at halftime un- underscore show 18. Uh, follow the the page I write for, CFB Hourglass, College Football Hourglass. Uh, check them out for all your analytics. If you want to see some team previews, maybe you want to get into a little bit of sports betting, uh, we're definitely there with the numbers. We have, you know, we have every, every team we have ranked from 1 down to 100. I think there's 130 now. Uh, check that out. Definitely cool. Check us out on 12 Ounce Sports Radio as well, at 12 Ounce Sports on Twitter. I uh, want to give a few shout-outs to IMV Gaming. Uh, that's Immaculate Vision Gaming. They're coming out with a new college football video game, Gridiron Champions. Uh, expected to drop 2020. That's, <laughs> I love college football. Here it comes. It's coming back. That's two years. That's, well, really a year and a half away. Um, so go check them out. Check every, They're doing some awesome stuff. They're really involved with the fans. Um, I really enjoy what, what they have going. So check them out. Um, check out My Name is Sean Graphics. That's who does my artwork. Uh, my name is Sean Graphics and Seminole Furniture. That's one of our sponsors there and Mississippi Seminole Furniture. Uh, but thank you, everybody, for listening. It's been a great show. I've had a lot of fun. Um, tune in next week. The show airs every Wednesday at 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Central. So check it out next week and, uh, and, and give us a follow. Thank you all. Y'all have a great day.